welcome to Kicking a Java Style with Cassie. Well, it's Word Wednesday, so I have been going through some things like we all have, basically kind of stripping down some religious walls and trying to really understand God's Word really understand who I'm at who I am and where I'm at at this point in life with my walk. And I've kind of went through this stripping stage a couple of times in my life where I just realized that some of my foundation might be off a little bit, might not be the true character of God or the true character of who I am. And so I'm doing pretty much daily uh accountability with my mentor, counselor, spiritual mom, you name it, it's on the list pretty much. Uh, And then a weekly like counseling session. And so just been learning some things and going over some things and trying to create new habits, making sure, you know, for myself, I used to be a really early morning person, 5.30, 6 a.m. I'd already had my coffee, prayer time, Bible time, jabbering people's ears off. Well, because of a physical condition and some medication that I had been put on, I began to sleep later and later and later and just, ugh, not myself. That's not who I am. And then I would get up and I would think I don't have time and, you know, just kind of a crazy thing. And so I'm back. I'm off that medication through doctor's help. I went off of it one time cold turkey and sent me spiraling into a dark, dark depression And so I got doctor's help, got off the medication, trying to do natural things um, as I grow my spiritual strength back up and I'm, you know, wanting to walk in wholeness, health, physically, spiritually, mentally. And so I am now getting up earlier and trying to be out of bed by 630. My goal will eventually be to be up by six, Um, but right now it's averaging around 630 Change my cleaning schedule. I was cleaning in the evenings, trying to clean in the mornings for the bank that I clean and get that knocked out of the way so I have my evenings free. So that's kind of the journey I'm on. So I'm getting more word back in me, more uh, actual Bible, and then trying to listen to a couple of different people that teach. And I'm wanting to really get back into reading more teaching books and, you know, just just getting that part of my mind developed again and getting some habits. Well, when we were talking yesterday, we used Marco Polo. And so we were talking back and forth and she was telling me about a passage of scriptures that she felt was pretty much my life scriptures that, you know, the Lord had laid on her heart to share with me. And she's like, pray about it and see if these are your life scriptures. And she, she knew what she was doing. You know, I mean, she knew this was definitely God, but she, um, knew that also that I would recognize the passage of scriptures because the very first verse of this passage was a scripture that the Lord gave me in 2010. Uh, it was for the, it's for the Mending Fences and Hearts Ministries. And when the Lord gave that to me, I really never got in depth about it and did an in-depth study. I never really went on with the whole chapter it's not that I hadn't read the chapter, but I never really put a lot of, I guess, uh, time into studying the whole passage for where it was applicable. Applicable. 
I have a hard time saying certain words, applicable in my life. And so when she began to pray these and read these to me and personalize them, I was like, wow, um, this is something I'm really going to focus on and pray and believe for my life and my family. And I think that God is not a, a person who, God is not someone who picks one person and favors them. He has called us all to bring good news to the people and set them free. And so I'm just going to go over this passage with you. It's Isaiah 61. Verse 1 through 7 is what I'll go with first because um, I'm going to read out the message. The Spirit of God, the Master, is on me because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor and heal the brokenhearted, announce freedom to all captives, and pardon all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of His grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies, and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion. Give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes. Messages of joy instead of news of doom. Praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. They'll re rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage. They'll start over on the ruined cities and take the rubble left behind and make it new. You'll hire outsiders to your flocks and foreigners to work your fields. But you'll have the title priests of God, honored as ministers, of our God, you'll feast on the bounty of nations and you'll bask in their glory because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt. Your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy will go on forever. Okay, so first of all, from what I understand, this is a prophetic um, display of Jesus Christ, first of all. Now we are in him and he is in us. And the Bible tells us that he is our example, that we are to do as he has done and the walk that he's walked. So for me, the Lord gave me verse 1 about um, heal, mending the broken, mending the brokenhearted. Now this says heal the brokenhearted, but the other version says mend the brokenhearted and set captives free. Now I focused mainly on that and I didn't really go really apply the rest of it, but I, I've walked through a lot of things and, and have overcome a lot of things and still overcoming a lot of things. And through me walking out and healing my, my broken hearted healing, you know, from my broken heart healing from the Lord, from people speaking to my life and me being set free, I now can take all of what God has done for me and help others walk this journey. You know, I can either choose to be a bearer of bad news and focus on the uh, what seems to be the World War III that's beginning to start. I could focus on the pandemic. I could focus on the egg crisis, whatever it could be. I could focus on that and talk about that. Or I can talk about how God's going to take care of us. He's going to heal those that are hurting. He's going to be there for those that are mourn. That he wants to give you... Uh, Beauty for your ashes. This says roses for your ashes. Some version says beauty for your ashes. So right now I'm going through something that is kind of scary. It's hard for me to trust. I'm having to trust God with my very heart of my children um, and their lives. and And so for me... It's kind of a grieving time, 
because I have a child being deployed. Um, I have a son-in-law who's also in the military. And then we have all this pending coming up, you know. And so there's been some some grieving and tears and, and worry that I've had to overcome. But the Lord says he will give me beauty. He'll give me roses for those ashes. He will take that grief and that pain and he will install in me a joy that I can't even understand. And the same thing for you all. And then I love where it says, a praising heart instead of a languid spirit, rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. God is in the renaming. I don't mean you have to technically rename yourself like a, a legal name change, but the way that people see us and the way we see ourselves, God sees us as oaks. Now, an oak tree is a pretty strong tree and the roots go deep. So he sees us like oaks of righteousness. He sees us standing strong. He sees us full of life. And then it says, you know, that that they'll rebuild the old ruins, rise, raise a new city out of the wreckage. They'll start over on the ruined cities, take the rubble, rubble left behind and make it new. That's what we're called to do. God's doing that in our lives, and that's what we're called to do. We're called to look at people's life, see the ruin um, for what it is, but see with God's eyes for what he's called that person to be. And we're to help them rebuild from the ruins. We're to help them uh, restore and renew and mend and heal. And so that's, you know, I don't know. This is true. I'm seeing this in a whole new light. It says, you'll hire outsiders to herd your flocks and foreigners to work your fields, but you'll have the title priests of God honored as ministers of God. Um, so it talks about feasting on the bounty of nations, um, basking in the glory, getting a double dose of uh, honor in place of the trouble. Now for me, I don't know exactly how to take the, the, the foreigners in the fields and working on that, but to me it says a couple of things. One, in the natural I need to trust God that God's going to send people my way to help me build my fence here, help me with the lawn this summer, um, you know, send me the right people to help me with my physical home. But at the same time, I also think that this also applies to spiritual. Like for me, if I'm like, okay, well, what if I can't say enough or do enough or I plant a seed and I can't help them and all those things that can go spiritually. But if I'm believing God will send outsiders besides myself to speak to these people and to finish the work that God's doing. This is what it's saying to me. God's word is living and it can change um, a meaning the next day. I mean, his word never changes, but it can be applicable one day for one situation and say something to your heart the next day on another situation. Uh, verses 8 through 9 says, Because I, God, love fair dealing and hate thievery and crime, I'll pay your wages off on time and in full, and establish my eternal covenant with you. Your descendants will become well-known all over. Your children in foreign countries will be recognized at once as the people I've blessed. Okay, so this to me, God is saying all that stuff that the world, myself, the enemy, people have stolen and taken from me, that he is paying it back in full, that he is restoring every single thing that the enemy has tried to destroy in my life. My children that they will be, the promises that God has his hands on my children, they'll, they're going to be known as well um, because of what God's doing in their life, not because they're something, you know, famous or special or, I mean, they are special, but what I'm saying is that it's not because of their 
their own stuff, but because God has his hands on my children, I can hold on to this promises. Verse 10 through 11, I will sing for joy and God explode in praise from deep in my soul. He dressed me up in a suit of salvation. He outfitted me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo and a bride a jeweled tiara. For as the earth bursts with spring wildflowers and as a garden cascades with blossoms, so the master God brings righteousness into full display and puts praise on display before the nations. So God is singing over me, okay? He's praising, um, he's praising, I'm, I'm praising him. He's singing over me. There's a scripture that talks about him singing over me. I'm exploding in praise back to him. This is a continual uh, flow of relationship. If God is singing over me and I'm singing back to him and praise and worship, and that doesn't mean a 24 hour, I've got to sing all the time. I'm talking about with my life. Your life is a song to God. He sees me saved. He does not see me wallowing in my sin. He sees me as righteous. He's outfitted me in a robe of righteousness. Uh, let's see. He's a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo. God is proud of his bride. And I am not one that really has visions. I've had dreams before, but I think it was last year, maybe a little over a year ago, I had a vision that was pretty amazing because I'm not really into a lot of the old movies like Gone with the Wind. I love Gone with the Wind, but that era, I'm not really into those kind of books or movies. Um, I do love like Little House on the Prairie and stuff like that, but I'm not really one to 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 be in the more um, 1800s, you know, that kind of stuff. But in this vision, I was in a bright yellow ball gown, like in the 1800s, Think, uh, think Gone with the Wind type. And it, I was in this room and Jesus had a tuxedo on. Now, I, I can't tell you what the face looked like. I just knew it was Jesus and it was, it was, you know, him in a tuxedo in this ballroom and there were people all around and I cannot dance to save my life, but it's like we were floating, just kind of bouncing around the room. It was, um, I don't know what they call that, waltz, whatever that dance is that they do, you know, do at the ball dances. And it was like he was showing me off, not in a haughty way, but in like, this is my daughter. This is my bride. God is proud of me. Jesus is proud of me. The Holy Spirit is with me. This room is filled with this overwhelming love that Jesus had for me. And was showing off that, telling the world, I love her. I am proud of her. My hand is upon her. So in that, that's what it said to me in this vision I had. And that's kind of what this reminds me of. And I don't know. It was just so amazing. And I, and I, you know, walk out of the room and I, I, cause I was at a, a meeting and I walk out of this room and, you know, just was so excited about this vision and time goes on and it just, it just, because I, I stopped thinking of God that way. I stopped thinking of God in my life that way. Then I got drained of it. And so I'm trying to renew that vision that God has for me. So he says, he put and puts praise God. So the master God brings righteousness into full bloom and puts praise on display before the nations. And that's how I felt. I felt like I was on display, but I think we should put God on display as well. And how do we do that? by the way that we walk through things. Now, one of the things she's trying to help me with, um, my mentor, is 
that I don't have to react the same way other people do that don't know God in the circumstances that I'm walking in, that I can walk before others with a a Jesus calmness about me, a peace, a joy, um, a strength that others need in their life and that I can hold on to God. Yes, there will be tears. Yes, there will be times that I just don't know if I can make it, but but I hold on to God and I get through this and that supernaturally I can be an example to others through this situation and through any situation that comes in my life. Anyways, this is just stuff that was God's just got on my heart and that I'm working through. Um, you know, I, I have days that I've struggled with having to renew and, and, and believe God's holy word is true in my life because religion and confusion has tried to come in. And I'm just going back to the basics, back to the basics of God's word. And that's what I encourage you to do. Get in the word, find you a mentor that's in the word, not just someone that picks and chooses and has a doctrine based on one scripture, but someone that's in the word on a daily basis, the full fullness of his word and find someone that can speak into your life and then get in the word yourself. I'm doing the daily Bible one year plan. You can get that on the U version. You can get it in paperback, hardback, whatever, something that helps you go through the word of God line by line by line by line, instead of just getting in a doctrine that pulls scriptures out and teaches false doctrine. Okay. So I'm going to hop off here. I got to get ready for work. Don't forget to check out my website, dreamcatcher320.com. And you all have a great week.